Hello, friends, and welcome to the Papa Loves You podcast. I'm here with my guest, Cosmic Bunixo. And I need to, uh, I need to undeafen and unmute. And hello, hello, Cosmic. <laughs> hello, how do? I'm doing great. How about you? Pretty good, pretty good, yeah. Wonderful. So, there's a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, but Cosmic, you're a... You're a non-binary streaming LGBTQIA plus advocate practicing pagan. That's a fair mouthful to say. I, I was just about to say that's a pretty <laughs> decent mouthful right there. Yeah, yeah, pretty decent mouthful, eh? Eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> so yeah, I guess, uh, do you want to maybe just talk about yourself a little bit? Just introduce um, yourself? Do I even know myself at this point? That's the problem. <laughs> when anyone I mean, that's, that, that is an introduction in some ways. I mean, true. Um, hi, as Wookie said, um, I'm Cosmic. Um, practicing pagan, LGBT, non-binary, uh, pansexual, and advocate for the LGBT, obviously. And just so people um, get it right, like, would you prefer to say what your, your pronouns are? Uh, yes, my main pronouns are they, them, but I am gender fluid, meaning that I don't particularly conform to one set of pronouns. So any mm. pronouns are fine, but my preferred ones are they, them. Okay. And I, I guess for, for people who maybe don't understand, uh, do you want to give a brief description on what gender fluid is? Sorry, I'm putting you really on sure. the spot here, but no, we're trying no, to, dude, you're fine. We're trying to yeah. educate. Um. So being gender fluid, it, Honestly, any LGBTI identity can have slightly different meanings for the individual. It might, it mainly depends on the individual. But for me, being gender fluid means that I can have shifts in gender. So some days I feel more feminine and I want to dress up like girly, get my makeup all done and everything. Some days I feel more masculine and I want to look that way, like wear a binder, um, present masculine and some days gender is just not a thing and i will just be a chaotic gremlin and that is the gender for the day um so like i said it does have shifts and it can change quite frequently it doesn't have a set time or anything like that um but that's why i like to go by they them pronouns mainly because that's always the safest option depending on what kind of day i'm having so yeah i think with like pronouns and stuff as well like uh if i'm not sure i just use their name <clears throat> yeah because you, you can't you can't like screw up saying like hey, Cosmic did this, rather than, like, he did this, or she did this, or whatever. It's really, really hard to, uh, for a lot of people, especially like me, you know, I'm yeah. pretty, a little bit older than a lot of you, and <laughs> I've been around this stuff, like, before it was kind of more normalized and accepted, yeah. which it should be. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's, it's difficult to get into that habit, but the important thing is you try. Honestly, a lot of people from the LGBT, I don't speak for particularly everybody, yeah. um, but I speak for a vast majority when I say that, honestly, just trying to educate yourself and trying to learn about stuff like pronouns, mm -hmm. um, gender identity, sexual identity, stuff like that. It's It means a lot to a lot of people that you just want to educate yourself and make sure that you're being respectful mm -hmm. towards the community. That's all we really ask, to be honest, is just be respectful towards the community. And there's just... It's like, people. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of things that people could, you know, educate themselves on. And, you know, it's... I mean, uh, that's that's kind of like the first topic I want to talk about is, you know, being a better ally. Um, yeah. If you're not a member of the LGBTQIA community, 
that that's not a problem like i mean just showing respect for other human beings and you know trying to educate yourself so you can support people maybe you have friends who are in that community maybe you have co-workers or family members and learning how to support them properly and make them feel comfortable with who they are is really important i think i definitely agree and honestly it doesn't have to be like this massive effort. Um, I feel like there's a misconception that people think that you have to put in a lot of effort to yeah. be supportive to the LGBT, but it's it's really not that much. And yeah. I feel like if you just sat down and took the time, just five minutes and you can learn that it's actually pretty easy just to, you know, it's like how you treat any other human being. We, yeah. All we want is respect. All we want is to be treated like other people and have the same, the same rights and yeah. have the same approach that someone who is straight cis would have like if you know what i mean i think uh, there's a lot of people that maybe feel that it's it's almost an attack on their hetero ways that they have to learn all this stuff but you have to remember that you know humanity is always changing the way people interact is always changing and yeah. you know if you're not evolving then you're about to go extinct motherfucker yeah well <laughs> This is the thing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being straight. You're born that way, you can't help it. The same way as you can't help being gay. Um, but like, the reality of things is, is being straight is the norm. It's the, default. it's what's accepted. Yeah, it's the default, thank you. <laughs> um, whereas obviously being part of the LGBT, even though it's more normalized these days, it's still not the default and still not as accepted as it should be. Yeah, um, I, I don't think that anything should really be the default. You know, you're a human being yeah. or, you know, you're, I guess, not a human being, I guess. like You could be a chaotic gremlin like me. Yeah, nothing wrong with being a chaotic gremlin. <laughs> you know, it's fun. You got to have a bit of fun with this stuff. But Exactly. Like, I, I guess that brings to the question we were asked on Twitter by, by Sarah, Waffles kind of gal. Uh, Hi, Cosmic. First question. Will you marry me? Yes. Second question. What would you say to any kids or preteens that are maybe scared or unsure about coming out themselves as LGBTQIA+. So, it's always a difficult thing to come out as, as LGBT because you're worried about being accepted, you're worried about how people are going to react and everything like that. If it's in a home situation, I definitely gauge how, if you're living with your parents, for example, like if you're a bit worried about how your parents react, I would definitely try and gauge how they view the LGBT. Um, Cause obviously in a situation where you want to come out to your parents and they're extremely homophobic, for example, that's not gonna end up being the, like it's not gonna result in the way that people want it to. And it's unfortunate, it shouldn't be that way. But the top priority is to keep yourself safe. I definitely yeah. say, for example, if you do have a unaccepting family, definitely, definitely get a safe space where you can open up and come out and be open about being lgbt because there's nothing worse than hiding who you are and you shouldn't have to hide who you are there's there's but, kind of a spectrum between the two of you know being loud and proud and also having a private life you know yeah. so not everyone wants to mm -hmm. i i think it's it's wrong to force people to want to come out yes, as well no, I, I think it's you know if you want to come out you come out if you don't you don't but Again, just touching on what you said about safety, you have to make sure it's a safe environment too, because, you know, it, it's all well being proud of yourself and, you know, you know, learning about yourself, but if it's going to cause you harm, like, yeah, 
maybe you have to kind of hold off a little bit. I'm not yeah, saying don't be that person. You're always going to be that person. That's who you are. But, you know, uh, you just have to be very careful. I just want people to be safe. Yes. That's all. That's honestly the same. I don't want to give anyone any advice that's going to cause them to be in an unsafe situation. So this is the thing. If you're a person who does want to come out as LGBT, please make sure you do it in a safe environment that you know, or at least are almost completely sure that mm. you're not going to get partial ashback because you don't want to put yourself in a situation that's going to cause you, say, for example, your parents kick you out because they find out you're gay or something like that. That's something you definitely want to avoid. And it's an issue that it's, it's a very controversial issue because let's be honest, parents should love and accept their child for yeah. no matter who they are. But some parents don't. Some parents are extremely homophobic and will not accept their child if they come out as LGBT. So that's the situation you want to avoid. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if you know your parents are accepting of LGBT, come the fuck out if you want to. Like, if you want yeah. to tell your parents, hey, I'm gay, you know, I'm proud of you for doing that. Like, yeah. that's such an amazing thing to be able to say to people, hey, I I'm gay or I'm part of the LGBT in any way, shape or form. Yeah. But also, but again, I if you want to be private about it and keep it to yourself, yeah. but still be in touch with yourself as a person, then we're proud of you too. Like, yeah, exactly. There's no specific way you're supposed to com come out. There's no specific yeah. way that this is supposed to go. You're finding out who you are. It's a it's a journey. It's not a it's not just a Twitter post, you know. No, I completely agree with that. No matter how a person chooses to express their individuality, sexuality, gender identity, any of that stuff, it's valid yeah. as long as you're doing it in a safe manner that you're comfortable with. That's all that's important. You, you can be you whoever to. you want as long as you're not exactly. harming others. Exactly. I could not agree more with that statement. Unless it's consensual harm. But yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different here. thing. Well, we, we do with some here. kinks, but not all. There's there's a couple out there I'm sure I'd probably shame. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, okay. I, I'm trying to think where we go next, honestly. Um... I have some good answers, though. Um, have I ever told you about how I, I came out to my mother? Uh, no, actually. Oh, it's fucking I hilarious. Let's hear we, were, it. we were out, we are going for lunch and stuff, and I was like, look, mum, I have something to tell you, and she's like, oh, fuck, what is it? And <laughs> I'm like, I'm pansexual, and she's like, okay, but what are we having for lunch? <laughs> she gave no fuck. She's like, okay, you're still my son, I don't give a fuck. Like, are, that we, is. are we getting sushi or what? <laughs> <laughs> Right now, I want sushi. Yeah. <laughs> that is fantastic. See, I love that kind of reaction. I love that kind of reaction. It's just like, okay. Uh, personally, I feel like the best reactions are always like, I already knew. <laughs> you know, I was just waiting for you to come out. Because yeah. I had that with my friends um, back when I came out. And they were like, we, we know. Like, it's quite freaking obvious that you're gay, dude. Like, it's not a secret. I mean, it's just a. Sorry, I was opening the camera juice. I had a mute there. It's just a. It, it's always funny. Some people have like really positive, hilarious stories. Some people really don't, and we have to sympathize yeah. with those people. And you 100%. know, this channel, everyone in the Gravekeepers channels, um, all of that. We all support you. It's a safe place for all of you to be, no matter who you identify as. Unless you're a map, you can fuck off. Um, <laughs> yep. But like beyond that. Be yourself, you know? Just try and find out a bit more about yourself. And yeah. if you're if you're straight, 
just try and be accepting. Try and learn a bit. If you have friends, relatives, family, you know, co-workers that are part of that community, don't hold that against them, you know? That's not fair. They can't control that any more than you can control how many toes you have. I mean, you could cut them off, but you know what I mean. <laughs> so, that, yeah. Why would you want to cut off your toes, though? Uh, maybe shoes. You just can't fit into shoes you want. Sorry. Well, so you just cut off your toes to make your shoes fucking fit yeah, better. Yeah, just get, get a Dremel out, you know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> on that note. Uh, I mean, I guess. What else do you want to talk about, honestly? Well, you did actually mention about how to be a better ally. We could mm -hmm. touch on that subject. Yep. Um, so something I do want to talk about is, um, misgendering. I feel yeah. like there's a lot of controversy about misgendering somebody that I would like to talk about if that's okay mm -hmm. with you. So- The floor is yours. Okay. Why, thank you. So this is the thing, right? Say, for example, you've got a friend who is, um, non-binary, trans, anything like that, and they don't conform to their, their, their assigned sex. Um... And you want to learn how to gender them correctly. And mistakes happen. So I'm going to throw that out there right now. Mistakes do happen. If you're learning a friend's new pronouns and getting used to them, um, a lot of the times people do understand that it's an adjustment. So say, for example, you have a friend that is transitioning um, to male and you're, you've are you been so used to, like you grew up with them. You were, They were a childhood friend and you were so used to calling them she. I A lot of the time they understand that switching from the she to the he can can like be a little bit like it takes some time basically but this is the thing when people tend to accidentally misgender somebody something i've noticed is people make a big a big big deal about it and honestly that's not necessary like if you misgender somebody it's best to talk to your friend that you've misgendered like hey how would you want me to approach this if i do accidentally misgender you but a lot of the times you can just say oh sorry correct correct the pronoun and then move on a lot of the time people make like a big fuss and dance about it like oh sorry i wasn't thinking oh sorry like this excuse this excuse it's like you don't need to make excuses you don't need to give reasoning all you have to do is correct the pronoun say that you're sorry and move on and that honestly a lot of the time is all you need to do but it's really important to talk to your friend that you do misgender or um it's really apparent with tone. you know you can tell from tone if it's like, yeah. you know, something that's really malicious or if it's a genuine oh, yeah, accident. yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, they straight up be like, take my firstborn child for the error of my ways. Exactly. <laughs> it's a bit dramatic. I mean, I've, I've, I've been guilty of it a couple of times in the past where I've accidentally, you know, maybe someone I've known for a long time is one particular gender. It's like it drilled into your head. It, it's it relearning, does. you know, and you get by, accustomed to things. Yeah. And by learning that you're supporting them. Yeah, and by exactly. going through that period of adjustment, like learning to say he instead of she or they instead of her or whatever is way yeah. less of adjustment than that person is going through. Yeah, I, I could not agree more. Cause... And you just have to be supportive. That's yeah. all. But yeah, like I absolutely agree. I think not making a big fuss about it. Like it's about making them feel comfortable with who they are. And the more fuss you make about it, the more you're going to make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I almost guarantee that is if you're making a big song and dance about how you're so sorry and that you genuinely 
feel bad and everything like that. Like, I promise it's going to make them more uncomfortable than anything. Your intentions might be good. And that's fantastic that you have good intentions and you don't don't genuinely want to misgender your friend. But I promise you just a simple, oh, sorry, correct yourself and move on is the best way to go about it. Because then people aren't dwelling on the fact that you were misgendered, if that makes sense. I, people make mistakes, you know, things like that happen. And like, yeah. you just got to own up to your shit, take it on the chin and move on. Like a lot of things, you know, like it, you can be wrong about stuff. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're humans. We're, we're not always perfect. Like we make mistakes, we make errors, and that's fine. You just move on from them. You yeah. make up for them, move on from them. It's exactly. As simple as that. Look at that dog just. He so clearly wants to be part of this podcast. He's having the best time. <laughs> He's like begging a little bit, ears up. Such a cutie. He's like, I'm the main event here. He knows for a fact he's the main event and he can never not be the main event. Yeah. He's your dog. He's your boy. He's oh. a good boy. So yeah, paganism. Yes. Is that a subject you'd like to get onto now? Sure. I, I want to learn it. We've talked about this before in private and stuff, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I'm always fascinated by, you know, people's like beliefs and all that. I mean, personally, me, I'm agnostic. Uh, I'm a massive skeptic about stuff, but there are some people out there who are pagans that if they're like, I'm going to cast a hex on you, I'm like, oh shit, I'm fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I find, honestly, other people's beliefs... I'm sorry, I can't concentrate because of him right now. <laughs> um, I find other people's beliefs very interesting and very fa like fascinating to learn about other people's beliefs how they view the world and everything like that and um a big topic is how obviously other religions think like what happens after you die and stuff and you know what kind of like rules do you have to follow because obviously in a lot of religions you do have to follow like certain rules and guidelines to kind of be respectful um so so for example for me as a pagan um i don't i don't kill anything unless obviously for example if i was living um not in the conform societal way and i was like hunting for food and stuff like that i wouldn't kill anything unless it was for sustenance because as a pagan i worship the earth i worship obviously um the gods i personally follow celtic and greek um as well as Norse. So Norse, because uh, what's great about paganism is you don't have to conform to one pantheon if you don't want to. For the longest time, I thought I had to conform to one pantheon, but I follow three pantheons, mainly Norse and Greek, but I do really enjoy the Celtic uh, pantheon. Um, so I like to research into obviously the different, the different kind of things that go on in each pantheon, the gods that come with each pantheon and everything like that. And I respect all of them um try and do my research on all of them because there is a lot of research like being pagan comes with a lot of research and a lot of education like the amount of books that i've read and um time i've spent practicing and everything like that it takes a lot of time and like i said there's certain rules there's certain stuff that you have to follow so i don't kill unless it would be for food mm -hmm. so i'm not a vegetarian or anything like that i do eat meat um, but I wouldn't like say, for example, I I see a rat in my home. I'd just get rid of it. I wouldn't just kill it because that's a that that's against me, my religion personally. For example, um, I mean, a lot of it's like kind of almost just nerding out over cool belief systems. You know, that's kind of cool. True, honestly, 
the amount of books that you can get, there's a lot of really amazing authors. And like I said, I personally don't believe that to pagans and not and not even just pagans, witches in general, if you're someone who practices witchcraft, no two people who practice paganism or witchcraft are the same. Yeah. They all have different beliefs. They all have different paths that they follow and practice their crafts differently. And it's mm -hmm. wonderful to see because then you find out so much more cool stuff by talking to other people who practice paganism or witchcraft. It's cool. That's cool. Like I personally, like I'm just a, I I don't know. <laughs> that, that's Which that's is valid. yeah. Not everyone has to have the same belief system, but you know, no, again, back to what we touched on about being a better ally and stuff. You have to be supportive of people and what they want to do. Exactly. Honestly, the best way to be a good person is just you know not be an asshole if someone has a different belief to you or has a different don't lifestyle or. Yeah. Don't be a dick. It's as simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's cool though. Like, uh, I mean, you do like casting and stuff like that, which is really pretty cool. Very you're... basic level. Yes, I, I'm still very basic level at the moment. You're dipping your toes. Yeah, dipping my toes. I'm still on the research phase because the last thing I want to do is like put a protection spell jar or something and end up being a hex on myself to you know, bring bad luck for God knows how many years. Like everywhere you go, there's a ball sack. I'm going to have nightmares about that open now. Open a cupboard. <laughs> there it is. You know, you go, you open the washing machine, you reach in, there's a ball sack. <laughs> Just wake up in ball sacks. If there is a hex like that, though, can you cast that on Boris Johnson, please? Just out of interest. I would absolutely love to do that. Ball sacks? Just honest. everywhere he goes. Opens I mean, a book, there are ball sack. I know a few hexes. Personally, there are a few hexes, but I've not used them on anybody because I'm... <laughs> I'm not getting into chaos magic just yet because it can go bad really quickly, but I'll let you know if I ever do cast a hex. You can practice on me if you want. You want to cast a hex on me? Go for it. Please. Why would I ever wish ill will on someone I hold so dear in my life? Because it'd be fun. It's consensual. <laughs> I, I'm hey, kidding here. Don't actually, if that's, if, if don't that's actually man, hex then... me. Don't hex me, please. <laughs> I'm not planning on it. <laughs> Uh, I think that's pretty cool. I think we maybe ask chat if they've got any questions or anything about anything in particular. Yeah. And, and uh, consent is I sexy. That. I agree, Cheesecake. Like, the sexiest thing is getting consent. Like, legitimately getting consent. It's a go. I mean, having <laughs> someone being so enthusiastic about, you know, particular, uh, particular participating, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> participating in certain acts of you. So I'm be like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Like, mm, chef's kiss. Beautiful. That's what you want. And if it's any less than that, mm -mm, I'm walking away. Goodbye. I mean, like, maybe is no. Yeah, no is exactly. no. I kind of anything over. Ugh, yes, it's still no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like fucking anything over than a fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah, you don't. know the great old classic saying: unconscious people don't want tea. If you grew up British, it's true. The, <laughs> the tea unconscious video. people don't want tea. Unconscious they might want to get woken up. Don't want tea. Hey, bro, are you all right there? You want a cup of tea? Oh fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? So, any questions? Anyone? Anyone? Anything they want to ask either of us about anything at all? Or Oreo, because he is clearly a part of this. Yeah, or Oreo. Anyone got questions for Oreo? No? Nothing? That's cool? That is fine. I mean, we did cover quite a bit there. We did. Very quickly. We went, <laughs> I was going to say, we went through our topics very fast there. <laughs>
Yeah. I mean, we can... Oreo, would you like a treat, is the question we have here. I think all my other treats are in the other room. Should I go get your treats? Oh. Should I go get your treats? Oh. What do you reckon? Should I go get his treats from the other room? You should room? get his treats from the other room. You absolutely Come on, then, should. let's go get your treats. Come on, get down, then. Look at that boy. Get down, then. <laughs> I'll go get his treats from the other room. Give me a hot... <laughs> Look at that tail. He's such a cute dog. <laughs> like, just continuing and stuff on. Just being supportive of people in general. I mean... There's so many different ways you can support someone, and just listening to them, I think, is a really good way. And that, that's regardless of what it's about. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm choking on my uh, San Pellegrino. Give me a moment. Calls me leaves for 30 seconds and I choke on my beverage. Good move. <laughs> oh, he's stoked. My oh, question he's is, is, how badly do you want to see um, some, some of his tricks? Do it. Do it! <laughs> Give chat a real treat here. Right, I need to move the chair out the way. So you guys can actually see him. Okay, Aurea, can you reach? Look at him, he's so good. Can you sit? Sit. Okay, Oreo, spin. Good boy. Okay, can I have a high five? That's a high ten. That's not the right one. He's overachieving because he thinks he might get more <laughs> treats. He does. Sit. Okay, high five. High ten. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> You've moved your bed completely out of its corner, right? Lay down. Down. You don't like this one, do you? Down. Good boy. And I've got some cheeky cues for him. So oh. we'll stop, stop begging for attention for five whole minutes. Oh my goodness. Then it's going to be straight back for attention. Okay, all right. Oh. oh. Reach. That's, that's, um, He's like, that's I'm doing all the things. Reach. Give me it. <laughs> right, nicely. And that is him occupied for the next five minutes. <laughs> I guess another thing we can talk about is uh, kind of between mental health and content creation and like how to handle certain things. Yeah, I think I'm definitely we've both had things area. recently where we've had a tough time and maybe <laughs> yeah, had definitely. should have done something about it and didn't or waited too long to do something. I think definitely uh, waited too long on my part. Yeah. So, so. If anyone doesn't know, like, uh, Cosmic's been on a bit of a hiatus for a little bit. Things are getting a bit much, and that's that's fair. Things do get a bit much sometimes. It's an exhausting thing. It definitely is. People definitely mistake content creation for a very easy thing, when in reality Ooh. you're putting everything <laughs> you can. Um, I mean, just being able to hit the live button and just talk um, to a camera for three hours straight, why... 
trying to play a game can be mentally exhausting because you want to make sure you're entertaining you want to make sure that you're given enough energy and then there's obviously everything that goes into setting up there's everything that goes into editing um to try and you know what's the word i'm looking for um branch yourself out really to other platforms so you're more discoverable and everything like that there's a lot that goes into it but even just something as simple as hitting that live button and knowing that people have got their eyes on you while you're just trying to you know, be entertaining it can be quite nerve wracking in my opinion. It is. It takes a lot out of you emotionally as well. Just it really does. Because a lot of it, you're you're being yourself times ten for an extended period mm -hmm. of time, and you're like over exaggerating your persona. Like you're not being a fake person or anything. You're just being no. you. You're full putting on. more energy in. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely putting your full amount of energy in rather than just a... Say, for example, if you're gaming with your friends, you're more relaxed, mm. you're off, off screen and everything like that. But the second that you're on screen and trying to be entertaining, that you're definitely putting more energy in to be like, hey, guys, come and watch this because, you know, I'm putting in 110% effort at all times for the next at least three hours or yeah. however long you stream for. Some people go for like six hours straight at once and I'm like, dude, how the fuck do you do that? depends what you're doing like for me True. longer streams are if i'm just having fun i'll forget about time yeah i definitely agree i feel like some days i get really tired very easily um due to being chronically ill and that's when i start noticing time more but the second that i feel all right in myself i'm not looking at the time i'm not thinking about how much time i have left to stream or anything like that because i do genuinely enjoy streaming but on days where my whole body freaking hurts it's kind of difficult to concentrate and be able to put genuine effort and energy into a stream it's hard sometimes even without a chronic illness and stuff it can be tough oh yeah no and like props to you for agree. pushing through that and getting it done you you go live quite a lot you know you you pump a lot of content out there i definitely try and i feel like it's definitely really healthy to say I need a break because I think without my hiatus, I would have burnt myself so hard into the ground that I might have even quit. Like it got that serious to me for, to that point that I had considered leaving content creation because I was that burnt out at the time. And it wasn't the fact that I wasn't enjoying it. It's just the thought of the effort I would have to put in was draining me because I couldn't give the effort I wanted to, meaning that... I wasn't putting the effort I needed to in, and it was like circle around in a vicious cycle like that, which was really draining and burning me out. I mean, it gets exhausting. You tire yourself out. You force yourself through. That gets you more exhausted. You tire yourself more out, and it just gets brutal sometimes. And like, I'd agree. Like, it's kind of the reason why I've started this podcast, and you know, I've started doing music stuff again. All that is like, I'm trying to branch out a little bit get a bit of variety into my brain so i'm always on my toes and i'm not like overthinking anything like those gremlins in your brain are motherfuckers yeah they they <laughs> love to make you fucking overthink and exhaust yourself out don't they yeah i think uh a lot of people they get stuck in a rut with it and yeah they do the same thing every <laughs> single stream and then they just get fed up because maybe it's not growing or maybe yeah they're just bored of that one thing but people expect it from them like yeah. it's tough yeah there's there's so many different things that you have to balance like it you're is. your own you're your own manager you're your own like promotional staff you're your own hype person you're your own editor 
You're your own yeah. visual consultant. You do all these things just to sit there for a few hours playing a game and talking to people. And people don't think yeah. about that. People don't think about the what goes on in the background of it. And I really agree with what um, Ali Adivali put. Um, it's hard when things start to feel like a chore when they should be fun or used to be fun. Yeah. Because that's biggest mood right there is yeah. when something that you've used to enjoy becomes a chore and becomes you have to do it rather than you want to do it. That's when the enjoyment dies altogether. And mm. like you said, look, you're doing all the jobs at once and people are thinking that you're just hitting that live button. People don't think about the effort of setting up your your OBS or the time it takes to set up panels and information and socials, getting links together, making sure like a lot of a lot of streamers have Discord servers. That takes time, that takes effort. You want to create a safe space for your community to enjoy themselves and be comfortable in and a lot of work goes into that. And then you're like you said, you're editing, you're putting yourself on other social media platforms to branch yourself out, to make yourself discoverable so other people can come to your stream and it can get very tiresome, especially when you're not seeing results from that. Personally, I don't like to look at my numbers. I like to just just stream. And it's okay if you do look at numbers. Streamers that look at numbers are no less valid than people who don't look at numbers. Everyone's motivated by different things. Exactly. Some people exactly. are motivated by seeing a thing incrementally grow. Yeah. Incrementally. Um, there me, we go. Yeah. Personally, for me, if even if I'm streaming to one person, if that per one person is your own content, I know it's been a successful stream, <laughs> but not everybody has that mindset. Some people want to grow. Some people want to be able to get to the point where they could become full-time content creators and live solely off Twitch. And that, that's, a valid, that's a valid way to think. That's a valid way to feel like everyone has different determinations and different reasons why they're on Twitch, but then as the viewer it's your choice whether you want to decide you want to hang out in someone's stream that's pushing to be a full-time content creator or someone who's just streaming to hang out and chill and play games like it's down to the viewer what kind of content they want to watch kind of thing yeah and i think it's important not to put pressure on yourself to do a specific thing yeah like I reach a agree. specific goal because sometimes you might not be successful in that one particular thing, but you might be super successful in something else. And Definitely experimenting right. and like keeping yeah. it varied at times, you know, mm. there, there's times where there's a lot of people playing the same game right now. And yeah. there are a lot of people like without calling anyone out or the game or whatever, like a lot of people are just sick of it. They're just, they can't yeah. be bothered playing it, but that's what their chats expect. Yeah, I definitely and agree. That they're almost trapped. And it, it sucks. <laughs> it's brutal. I had that problem. I had that problem um, because I used to be, I st as much as I still love the game, I used to be a sole Phasmophobia content creator where all I would play is Phasmophobia. And don't get me wrong, I absolutely adored the game still. It's just, it got to a point where it became a chore to play that game. And it's what my chat expected. And again, that was what became unenjoyable to me was because it was a chore and I could I didn't feel like I could play anything else without you know, losing people. And nowadays I'm just like, eh, I'll play what I want. Don't get me wrong. It's been particularly one game at the moment, but that's because I'm genuinely enjoying that game and genuinely, you know, flourishing with it and everything like that. And it might happen with that game too. It might not. It's just obviously about seeing it's, I've definitely fell in the trap of, I felt like I had to play the one game over and over and over every single stream. And it, it killed me off man because it made me not enjoy that game as much anymore it became a chore for me and it made me 
it made me bored more than anything else and it made me then not enjoy what I was doing and that was a rut I've really had to force myself out of and that that's emotionally and mentally exhausting it's just yeah. and the amount of time you put into everything else and you push that on top of it all it's a bit much you know yeah. um like a lot of people use the one game at the start to try and grow and it and mm-hmm. i'm sure for some some people with some games it's easier to grow with one thing yeah but i could never do that i've never been one to stick to one particular game forever and do that. I, I can't that. do that. I cannot do that. Like, my brain would just not allow that. I wouldn't even go live if I just had to play one thing all the time. I'd just be like, no. Nah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> again, it just it just becomes a chore at that point. Yeah. And it to me... It becomes I, something you enjoy anymore. Hmm? Yeah. And to me, I, I always want it to be something that's, you know, fun. I, yeah. I couldn't give a fuck if I reach partner or whatever. I'm, I'm here to have fun and make friends and, you know, yeah. I've made some cool friends. <laughs> Yeah, Twitch Case really has. No. Yeah. no, you, <laughs> no, you, no, you. Like honestly, Twitch has so many wonderful people within its community in different areas. Honestly, I feel like it depends on what kind of side you Twitch you're on. It's it's like a lot of social medias. It's like if you're on TikTok, for example, you're on a different side to TikTok than what other people are on. It's the same with Twitch. Like, obviously, our side of Twitch is horror content creation, um, being LGBT, being you know mentally ill in some way shape or form let's be honest you know it's just our side of twitch um and it's a wonderful side of twitch and that's nothing against the other sides of twitch because there's some pretty fucking awesome people on that side too it's just the people that i've met in our area of twitch i've absolutely adored like i could not be more grateful for the people that i have become close with or grown with for example like the, the communities that i take part in and consider myself a good part in including my own could not ask for better people yeah in it, them isn't it mad that like it is the horror side is like the most fucking wholesome bunch of people right? like <laughs> is it just that we're all just desensitized to brutality and then all there is left is just like hey i like your hat <laughs> Or it's just we hate ourselves so much that we try and make play games that force us to scream. Uh, I mean, I I'm kind of a masochistic gamer, I guess, but <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> that's I just how that. it is. I think uh, to anyone that's maybe like burning out and stuff, don't be ashamed to take a break. A lot of people, if you're upfront break. about it, will be super supportive of that. And yeah, you might have a few drops in numbers for a couple of days. And people will remember you and be like, oh shit, they're live again, let's go. They're back, hello? Yeah. But I can I um, intervene with something there, cool. look? I feel like if the people who say, oh, I'm just going to drop off because you're not doing, you're taking a break for your, your mental health, for example, so I'm not going to support you anymore. Do you really want people like that within your community? If someone can't Absolutely support that you need to take a break for yourself? If someone can't support you for putting your own needs first, then that's not kind of the kind of person that you want to keep around because that's not someone who truly supports you as a person, not a content creator. Because I feel like a lot of the time people forget that content creators are real people with the same emotions as everybody else. Apparently. Fuck. Have you not heard? <laughs> Sorry to break it to you, man. Fuck, I'm a person. Well, that's, that's the bombshell shell for today. You know, I'm going to have to deal with that now to figure listen, out what i'm doing listen you, you said you want to gritty this is gritty this is gritty 
It's great. <laughs> like, uh, I think, especially me, I'm really guilty of not taking that time for myself at times. Like, I, I'm really bad for it. <laughs> like, but I feel that a lot of it, a lot of what I do on Twitch and like how I create content and like how often I do that is me keeping the gremlins at bay. It's keeping me occupied. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely understand that feeling. Um, I feel like when you can focus on something else, it can help. But at the same time, you've always got those those little gremlins niggling in the back of your mind. Like, they're always mm. there. Yeah. <laughs> like, no matter what, even if you're doing something that's so rivetingly exciting that you're not concentrating at all, they're still there like, hey, you know, I think you suck. And it's like, well, thanks, mate. I appreciate that. I think I suck too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I also want to address something quickly. Someone commented under uh, Waffles Kind of Gal's uh, question on Twitter. I just want to say to you, my friend, go fuck yourself. Good. I could not agree more. <laughs> I could not agree more. It was kind of vaguely homophobic and kind of mm-hmm. subtweety, and I can't be arsed with that shit. I don't have time for that. No. They can fuck off. Like, like, it's a valid, valid set of questions. Go away. <laughs> I don't want you here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that no one's forcing homophobes to be in LGBTQ spaces. No. So if you're offended about LGBTQ people existing, you know, maybe just get out the LGBTQ space because <laughs> you're not welcome there. Like, no one's forcing you to be here, dude. You can literally just, you know, there's the door. Don't let it slam your ass on the way out. Unless you're into that. Unless you're into that. <laughs> it's just funny. There's there's such a weird parallel between people like that and I don't want that in my area. And it's like, but it's not in your area. You're actively exactly. seeking it out to complain about it. What's your problem? Exactly. Why are you so obsessed with it? Why are you so obsessed with me? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Easily distracted. You're just But no, it's I completely agree. Like if you're seeking out problems and going into lgbt spaces to seek out problems and say hey i don't agree with that it's like okay okay do you have anything better to do with your time or is trolling on twitter all you have to do with yourself you know yep it's fucking stupid it's like the whole god i i said i wasn't gonna go on about this like months ago but there was that whole twitter thread that i ended up getting involved in about vasectomies Mm-hmm. I was just fucking blown away by what people were saying. And, like, I yeah. I agree that, yeah, there needs to be much more, like, in heterosexual sexual contact, there needs to be more honest put on the guy to to bring protection, to, to provide that. Yes. It shouldn't always have to be hormonal, all that. But, again, people saying, just because just there's misinformation about it is more that what pissed me off than anything else. That vasectomies are reversible. No, not all of them are reversible, my friend. It really depends on, you know, the surgery itself. It depends on a lot of different factors. The non-invasive one is not reversible. So think about that. Like, But I do agree with the opening up to guys taking more responsibility in heterosexual relationships because it shouldn't always be on the woman as someone who's been in straight passing relationships and has been on birth control it messes you up pretty fucking badly and you know it could have all just been solved by a different form of like birth control or something like that or 
you know, a discussion rather than it being solely on a woman to yeah. protect herself. Because this is the thing, like, people are saying, obviously, oh, if you get pregnant, like, that's your responsibility and everything like that. Well, it's like it takes two people to tango. It takes two people to make a baby. So, Half your you fucking know, whereas... DNA is in there, mate. Like, explain yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Explain yourself, exactly. motherfucker. Explain yourself. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like that's the reason I got uh, a vasectomy. My wife was having trouble with hormonal stuff. And hmm. hormonal birth control can be horrendous to, you know, female hormone levels. Yep. It's brutal. It's really fucking brutal. And Especially if you're on other medications as well. <sighs> I just don't understand, like, how how people just kind of turn a blind eye to that. It's fucked up. It really fucks it me is. off. But it again, really vasectomies, not always reversible, my friend. It's not a, a be-all thing. You can't surgically alter all men to, to make them sterile until later. It doesn't work like that, unfortunately. If it did, fuck yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. If it, if, if it purely works like that, then, you Fucking know... Fucking right, I... let's go. Right? Uh, when I got mine, though, the doctor was like, you know, this is not reversible. You will not be able to get this reversed. And I'm like, hell yeah, cut my balls. Let's go. Sorry, the way you say things just gets me every time. <laughs> um, it's, it... I like comics hair. Few likes your hair, Cosmic. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. But I Even think... Sorting out it's been a dick, hmm? <laughs> sorting out it's been a dick. Yeah, it it just won't sit right today. It's like every time I'm doing something important, it's like mm, bad hair day. I think so. <laughs> so. You need a an in house, you know, like hair person. Get I them mean, on the payroll, someone... and like just in case. Yeah, you know, yeah. just get them like that a little <laughs> like a little granny flat underneath, and just. <laughs> Yo, my hair! Oh fuck, I'm coming. <laughs> Like on a retainer. I mean, if I'm going for hair, might as well hire a fucking makeup artist as well, because that gets annoying. Oreo's like, I'll do it. He will get paid in treats and nothing more. Oh, the ear. And nothing less. He's like, did you say that? You just want to get more treats out of me, don't you, buddy? The head told it a little. Is that, that word like a trigger word for him? Treats. Oh my god. Or a reach. Come on. I know you want to. Ah, I'm hitting myself in the head. Oh, yeah. Oh, reach. Boy. <laughs> I wonder why I have scratch marks in my chair and then I yeah, just stuff like that. Yeah, because you have a giant <laughs> dog that's climbing it all the time to get treats. He's so Listen, cute. Listen, that's, that's how he gets my attention. You know, if he really has to go outside to the bathroom and he can't get my attention anyway, he'll either jump up at the walls or he'll jump up at the chair and... <laughs> He'll just like kind of throw his head about like, Oi, get up. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. It's, yo, yo, dog parent. I need poo. <laughs> Please. Please let me poo. Oh, uh, we've got off subject here. Hey, that's kind of the point. True. <laughs> oh. Totally not biting for time at all. <laughs> not even well, slightly. If you, um... <laughs> oh, of course not. I would never think of that of you. But no, kind of circling back to what you were saying before, I agree that we shouldn't be promoting vasectomies uh, on males if they cannot, if not all of them can be reversed because, you know, it's, you know, if you want to have kids someday and it's like, oh, I've had my fucking balls snipped and now I can't, you know, that's not going to be the greatest outcome. 
But I do feel like they should be opened up more. <clears throat> educated. To... Educate yeah. more men about these things. Yeah, and we should definitely have more responsibility on men for their responsibility in their sexual lives with with women. Yep. <clears throat> because let's be honest, <sighs> well, a man can impregnate like 50 women at once where a woman can only get pregnant once at a time. So, for example... There are like other cases of multiple children well, you know from... I mean. Yeah. Because sometimes, uh, you know, you can deposit two eggs at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then two separate yeah. partners. But you, you know what I'm getting at. You know what I'm getting Very at. Very rare. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not the common. It's yeah. not the norm. Whereas, like, say, for example, a woman could carry a fetus um, to term every nine months. Whereas a man could go out and, you know, have sex with a woman every single day. And then, what, he's got, like endless amount of babies consider it like if he's quite fertile and obviously things are right because i feel like there's a misconception about how easy it is to get pregnant it can be very easy to get pregnant but it, you have to think about the fact that it has to be during certain periods of a woman's cycle that you can get pregnant and everything like that and that's another un not common knowledge unfortunately sex education is lacking and a lot of people have the misconception that a woman can get pregnant at any point in the month whereas the chances of her getting pregnant outside of ovulation and stuff like that are extremely low. Yep. Yeah, it, it's so, strange though. Like, uh, just that people don't want to learn more about these things and yeah, like learn to to kind of avoid consequences of things like that. Yeah. It's just really strange that people don't put that time in. There's accidents yeah. too. Mistakes can happen yeah. too. Where you know, mistakes can happens, happen. Yeah. You can do everything right and you can still accidentally get pregnant. It it happens. I Not think, always uh, 100% protected. And like, I, a lot of people are asking, you know, uh, like personally, my stance on, you know, the whole abortion debate. My my answer to that is I don't have a ovaries. So yeah. I'm personally, I'm pro-choice, but same here. I don't have those parts, so I can't make that decision for you. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> this is something as well that's a very controversial topic. I'm pro-choice. I'm definitely a person that believes that it's your body, your choice. Um, but this is the thing. People have the argument of what about the man that got her pregnant? It's like, well, the man that got her pregnant doesn't want to take the responsibility <laughs> for getting her pregnant. So why does he have any say in whether she chooses to keep the fetus or not? Um, at the end of the day... A lot of the times people get coerced into keeping their child and then they have to have a child that they don't resent, but, you know, they, don't, they didn't want in the first place. And then they have to live with that guilt. And then there's other circumstances like bringing a child into a world that you can't afford. Bring it like, or for example, where if you get pregnant and it's, oh, what's the fuck? It, I can't remember the correct term for it, but where the egg implants in the fallopian tube causing ectopic pregnancy. Thank you. Whether both the mother and the child will die, or for example, someone who gets pregnant while they're going through chemotherapy and stuff like that. There's so many instances where medically an abortion is needed. And it's not even just that, it's the fact that why would you why would you want to bring a human being into this world that you don't want? That's just gonna end up in another generation getting fucked up mentally. Let's be completely real here. <laughs> I mean it's completely contextual though. That's the thing about the these these issues. 
Uh, there's so many different things that go into this, so many different circumstances yeah. that you can't just pass one judgment about it. Exactly. It's not possible to do that and cover all your bases. Like, you can't physically it's... do that. And again, yeah. I don't have a uterus. So, <laughs> like, at least I don't I... think I do. I haven't <laughs> checked, but... Haven't checked in a hot minute. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I just, I just believe that every individual has a right to choose, and... In my, this is my personal opinion, and if people don't agree with me, that's fine. In my personal opinion, if the fetus isn't liable to live outside the womb, then it very much is still the woman's choice, no matter what. Like, if a fetus cannot physically survive without the outside the mother's womb, then I don't. It doesn't get more rights than the woman, and even so, like you know, late term abortions do happen, but obviously, a lot of the time, they are extremely medically necessary. It's so, a, for example, again, completely contextual though. Like it's again, it depends on context. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many different circumstances, like way yeah. too many to list all of them to be able to have an actual stance on how that all works. And again, I don't have a uterus, so I don't have any candle in this fight. But I mean, it's it's nice to hear other people's opinions, and you know, having someone who doesn't have a uterus that is pro-choice, it's it helps. It does help. Oh, I might again, be non-binary, but I still a, have a uterus. So. I don't have a uterus, so I, I can't make that decision for you. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, uh, I mean, what about adoption? I know a lot. I have a lot of friends who came from the adoption system who are wonderful, well-adjusted, balanced human beings. I do have something to put in here, though, if that's okay. Go. It's, it's fine saying, oh, put the child up for adoption, but if, for example, you're in a country like America that doesn't have free healthcare, yeah. what about the medical bills that comes with having a child and birthing a child? You still are responsible for them. If the people who say, oh, put the child up for adoption are willing to pay for the medical bills, sure. And not only the medical bills, but the mental torment of it all. Because a, a lot of the time... The women who give up their babies get attached. And obviously that's not every time. That's not every single time. But uh, there's a lot of cases where women get attached to their children and then they have no legal rights to keep their baby because obviously they've given it up for adoption and stuff like that. There's, it's very contextual again. But there's still medical bills that go into having a child. There's still mental strain in, that goes into US, having a child. Yeah. In, in yeah. the UK, it's actually pretty good, the system here. Oh yeah, no, the system's really good, but it still doesn't mean that you don't get mentally fucked by, you know, birthing a child and carrying it to term. Yeah, yeah, and you're thinking more on the, the mother's side of the, the spectrum. But I mean, uh, yeah. there's there's so many, like, I, I have a lot of friends who went through that system in this country, and yeah. they're all probably some of the most well-adjusted, yeah. <laughs> like, balanced I've human seen beings. some of the care system, and um, I know people in the care, like, this come from the care system, and They've they've been treated right. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's a lot of horror stories from other places in the world yeah. that don't have as good care systems as we do over here. But um, that sucks. Again, that absolutely, it, sucks. it does suck. It shouldn't be that way at all. But again, I still think about it from the mother's perspective, from the woman carrying the fetus perspective. But yeah, yeah, um, exactly. What Morak's saying there as well. Friend of mine who was adopted this way. Sometimes people adopt pre-birth, and usually the adoptive family will pay for any medical bills, which is nice. Yeah, that's which, cool. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if if you're again, it depends on what the person wants to do. If a it's, woman gets pregnant and doesn't want to abort it, but yeah. thinks I could give this child to a family who deserves it, then mm -hmm. that's fucking wonderful. That's amazing. Like, 
But I just don't think you should be forced into that option. No. But again, like the adoption it's all contextual. Great. Again, yeah, it's all contextual. There's people who this is why find out they're choice. pregnant way late. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, there are news articles about a, a woman giving birth in the, the toilet of a bar. She didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah. That can happen. Or she was in. Or there was a woman in a hotel that gave birth and was like, "I feel like I'm pregnant. I, I feel like I'm giving birth." And then, like five minutes later, she's bringing in the ambulance because <laughs> she is giving birth. birth. Fuck! Imagine that. Imagine the right? fear of that. Like That's you're just hanging out. Me. You're like, "Hey, fucking! I feel a little heavier, but we're fine. We're fine. I'm, I'm vibing." And then it's like, "Oh, what's this pain?" When I kind of prefer how it's done over here. Women in the UK have six weeks after birth before they sign anything, but they go into foster to adopt placements during that placement. I mean, I like the system in the UK. I feel like it's been done very well. Um, but again, I just feel like every single individual has a right to choose what they do. Because mm. let's be honest, it's wonderful that the adoption system is really good over here. But at the same time, I just think of the... I wouldn't personally want to go through that myself. Like, don't get me wrong, I'd love to, if like someone asked me, hey, would you be a surrogate? Like, depending obviously who it was, I'd happily do that for someone that I genuinely care about and love and everything like that. But if it's an accidental pregnancy of mine, I don't think I would personally want to go through having to give the child up for adoption and everything like that and going through that, um, if that makes sense. But that's me personally. I am different to, obviously, every individual that yeah. has a uterus is completely different. Yep. So everyone has the... I just personally believe that every single individual has the right to choose what happens to their body. Exactly. And again, as a, a biological male, I don't have a uterus, so I can't make that decision for you. <laughs> I could support you. I can't make yeah. that decision for you. Yeah, and again, that's what we need in the world. It's just not... <laughs> people without uterus saying to the people who do have uteruses <laughs> saying like hey i want to control what you do with your body excuse me hey. but your your uterus is my business it's exactly right? what we were saying about before though people tend to just butt into stuff that they have no candle in yeah pretty much it's fucked it's fucked it but, is fucked eh i mean there's there's positives and negatives to everything and again i, I hate to fucking say it for the 900th time but it's so contextual there's you can't blanketly context, say one thing <laughs> yeah without context you cannot make final decisions on a lot of things like if you have no con context for something then you really can't comment on it yeah. so again it's all situational it's all contextual and it should be the individual's right and not just to do with abortions but you know what you do with your life in general should mm -hmm. be the individual person's right to choose the same with what you do with your body. I remember I got mm -hmm. blood taken uh, a few months after I had that surgery done. Mm -hmm. And they were asking me, oh, hey, uh, you know, have you had any surgical uh, procedures done recently? And I was like, oh, I had a, a vasectomy. And she's like, why? I was like, so I don't have kids. Excuse what me? do you mean, why? She's like, you're a bit young. Have you not? What if you want kids later? And it's like, I'll adopt. Why yeah. was this any of your fucking business? Like, I just told right? you, you asked me about the surgical procedure. Cool. I told you. You don't have to judge me for that. <laughs> so that is another thing as well. Um, a lot of, obviously it happens to, like, you know, men with testes and everything like that as well. Um, but a lot of the time, if someone with a uterus wants to get sterilized, 
what really winds me up is saying, what if your future husband wants kids and stuff like that, that kind that conversation or you're too young to know that you don't want kids and everything like that. It's like, well, no, if someone know, has known from like a child that they don't want children themselves and don't want to bring a love of life into the world, they have the right to choose whether they want to get sterilized or something like that. Cause like you said, adoption is a thing. Yeah. And um, just uh, seeing Morak's uh, message there as well. I see the general problem is that the right, that the right is fine and all, but there needs to be an increase in prevention and then also access for those in need if birth control or abortion. Agreed, but we kind of covered agreed. that as well. We kind of said that education needs to be better yep. on this, that there there is, you know, preventative options out there. Yep. And generally people to- need to learn more about it. You got to think that no contraception is 100% effective. Like None of it. People None of it. Misconcept that it is. I've met so many people that think, "Oh, I used a condom. She couldn't have got pregnant. It's not mine." It's like, no condoms well, it break. It definitely you, happen. <laughs> yeah. Or, oh, she was on the pill. It's like yep. the amount of people that actually get pregnant while they're on birth control, such as the pill, is. Yep. And it's it's quite shocking actually because you've got to remember that not it's not 100 effective even if you stack birth control on birth control yep. you're still not 100 percent safe if you choose to have sex you need to understand what could be the consequences of the it only, whether you're a male or a female the only 100 percent way to not get someone pregnant is to not have sex that's, that's yep. it unfortunately yep. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's very true it's very true from any part um see <laughs> Sarah's just yeah <laughs> my sister was on the pill and her pf used a condom and now i'm an aunt i'm just it happens I'm just saying, it literally happens their nephew has better eyebrows than i'll ever have in my entire life and i'm really freaking jealous about that Flynn I've, says I've or oral mm. or oral <laughs> or you might get ways. tommy pregnant <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean this is the thing people do need educating a lot more on sex education that's why i'm very grateful to the system in the uk where we get taught very young very early on um about how our bodies work and how yeah. sex works and the fact that i was educated to know when i went on birth control uh when i was in a straight passing relationship that it wasn't 100 percent effective and i could still get pregnant and i had to be prepared for if i did and stuff like that and talk about and what is really important as well is to talk about the person that you're having sex with about consequences like i think it's very important to open it up to a partner to say like hey what would we do in this scenario what would happen like you know how would we go about like do you want kids do you want to you know be serious like it's very important to analyze what you want from the se- the person that you're having a sexual relationship with, whether it be romantic relationship as well, whether it be long-term, whether you're looking to marry the person or you're just hooking up for a one night stand. It's definitely important to think about and at least open a dialogue to say, Hey, you know, if I fuck you and get pregnant, what happens next? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's also a bit of a downer though on a one night stand though, isn't it? Like, Hey, 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 it, we it got is. this, we got this, but what if I get you pregnant? Definitely, it's it's a bit different with one night stands, but you got to think. Like, I'm not being funny. No, you're you're if right. You're, you're absolutely right. People you, need to think about the consequences. They do need to think about it because it happens a lot where one night stands end up leading to pregnancy. So if you're the one carrying a uterus, knowing that you're never gonna have contact with that person Fine. again because you guys don't even exchange numbers or fucking real first names, then you've got to. I mean, flames right oral. But also, so you got to think oral in. 
a lot of cases you're you're more likely to get an std from than True. the other way that's another that's another thing you got to think about is are you protecting yourself against stds um you know I don't personally, I won't personally have one night stands, but I don't judge people who do because I'm more of a cautious cat and I'd rather have sexual relations with someone that I'm in a relationship with. But that's my personal preference. And I'm not going to judge someone who goes around and has one night stands because, you know, you might not want relationships and that's completely valid. It's better than fucking somebody around and lying to them about your intentions. But, but also, you've got to think about also, what might happen. Once you know the person and you, you know, you, you trust them. And you learn about what each other like. That's way better than yeah. just randomly bonking Personally someone. Personally, agree. That's, Honestly, being able to connection. develop exactly being able to develop um, a really good sexual relationship with someone is the bee's fucking knees, dude. Like, I understand some people really do like the idea of you know having sex with strangers and stuff like that. But if you're going to do that, you definitely need to think about what could come of it: STIs, pregnancy. Yep. You know. Um, what are you prepared to deal with kind of thing? You've got to think about your own safety first and how these things might affect your life. So don't, not going to judge you if you're the kind of person who likes having sex with like a random person you go clubbing with once a week or something. Like that's completely valid, but you got to think about the, <laughs> the consequences of what might happen. Quinn, roleplay is a different set of people each night. I mean, you could. What if you shit at roleplay though? It's like, hey, Jeff, can can you be... Can you be a doctor? All right, love. Uh, let me just get my my syringe. You know, it's not going to work, is it? <laughs> then get better. I mean, yeah, get acting classes. Hey, Jim, why are you in acting classes? So I can do my wife better. I think it's really important to discuss with your partner about what you want in the bedroom and masks. You know, yeah, masks. <laughs> I'm not saying anything right now. <laughs> Looks at the huntress mask behind me. Yeah. I, know, I, I surprisingly don't have any masks in here. I, I don't even own any masks anymore. Wow. Actually, surprised by that by you, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I do have a spandex green morph suit, but I'm still offended you didn't wear that for this. I forgot it existed floating... until that conversation. Okay. Just be a floating head on stream. Yeah. I could, like, I could, I could literally down. do that, and I'm going to at some point. I need to find it, please. And like, I need, I to, need to see this. Like deep wash it so it's like super green, so it works really well with the green screen. And yeah. it's gonna, it, yeah, I'm totally gonna do that. Just cut the head part I off so it's just my head, and I can see. just be like, <laughs> just floating head, just like. Woo. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But no, um, I do have a comment on what Sarah put about being 100% serious. Every time the discussion about sex education has come up, I'm always genuinely shocked when Cosmic has talked about what their sex ed was like in school. Because again, America and Texan sex ed isn't a thing, and it's truly concerning, which it is. I've I've spoken to Sarah a few times, and they received no sex education, and they are a fully grown person, and they received nothing during their time in education or outside of education. It's shocking. It's really bad. That's that's kind of scary. Like, what is. do I do with my thing? Where does it go? I what thought, do I do? I thought I sex know. education was available to every everybody no. everywhere, but I was sorely mistaken because the amount of people that I've met that literally have no idea how their own bodies work, it's it's kind of scary, dude. It's kind of scary. I mean, Scotland as a whole is very good for it, but I mean, there's all those things to improve on too. Yeah. 
I agree. Like, um, education is so important. It needs to be Education is so important. <laughs> it, it does. Like, I mean, I got... Um, it was... For me, it was in year... I can't remember how old I was, but it was like year five, year four, year five, when I was like 11 and they made your parents sign consent forms that we could get out of sex education because obviously under age of consent, we consent forms to be able to teach us that kind of thing. And we started sex education then and got it for, for thoroughly throughout the years, as well as sex educational posters in the girls' bathroom and schools and stuff like that. Um, I'm not quite sure about the men's. I'm not sure if they had it or not, but... There were definitely educational posters everywhere to teach us about sex ed. There was, um, it was available in the nurse's office. Like you could go to the nurse's office and get stuff like free condoms and stuff like that. Um, or even free sanitary products if you needed sanitary products, which is great. Um, and it's just stuff like that. I feel like that should be the very basic, that should be the bare minimum for kids and young adults and teens and stuff like that. That should be the bare minimum that we have those options available. That's <laughs> what Flame just said. We had a group come in, do a stage play, shouted, don't do sex, and then literally threw condoms into a group of 15 year olds. Please. We blew them up and used them as water balloons. I mean, you would at 15, you'd be like, hey, fucking free water balloons, let's go. So I've talked to a lot of people who had the assembly where they put um, a condom on a banana. We had a full-on massive dildo, like suction cup <laughs> dildo whipped out this woman's bag and she was showing us how to put a condom on that. And I was like, well, I'll give her points for accuracy. We had a cucumber. But imagine how much- <laughs> It's like, Jesus Christ, we how well equipped dude. do you think we all are? <laughs> <laughs> fucking dude, kids imagine, here, dude. <laughs> like, imagine what? a group of 15 year olds seeing a big massive dildo with a suction cup coming out and she just sticks it onto the table and we hear all the, the squelching sticking. <laughs> imagine how seriously a bunch of 15 year olds yeah. took that and just watching her caress it to put the condom on could not take it seriously <laughs> mm. i don't think i would do that now as a friggin mm. adult yeah that's a bit much <laughs> just a bit only boys were allowed to do the condoms too. Excuse me? Excuse me? It's so important to teach um, women how to put condoms on if they're going to engage in heterosexual sex. Oh no, Cosmic, this play had a guy in a full dick suit and then two dancers came out and slid a bag over him. Okay, flame wins, flame wins. What I'm the sorry. fuck like school did you go to? Was this circus school? I'm just imagining this guy in a dick suit. Just, <laughs> just like with the I think I've the seen that cloud, fucking just... costume on like, you know, those Halloween yeah. sites. There's totally yeah, like a where pink... his eyes his arms come out just over the balls and his yeah. face comes out just yeah. before the friggin' the end. The and he's just stood there like, Don't do sex <laughs> There was a rap <laughs> no, no! rapping dancing penis, please. And then some dancers came out and put it. <laughs> and then Flame, I've, I think I've... when I come to visit you, I may have to educate you about some things. I'm concerned now. <laughs> but another good thing, the tea video, we literally spoke about this earlier. The consent, the um, consent is like tea video. Yeah. I had to show that to Sarah because they had never heard of it. And I was like, did... And that was when it came to the realization that only British kids got that. And I was like, what? Why is not everybody getting the, the consent tea video? Because it's such a good way to teach kids about consent. Yeah. I mean, no means no, maybe means no. A sigh and yes, me also means no. Just 
Anything other than an enthusiastic fuck yeah is a no. Some unconscious people do want tea, though. I don't think that's the right analogy for it, because I sometimes mean, when CNC, I'm asleep CNC and if I get woken thing. up with a cup of tea, fuck yeah. CNC is a thing. Yeah, but that's something you have to discuss into detail with your partner beforehand. A cup so of tea. be like, hey, hey, wake me up with a cup of tea. I would love that. You know, CNC kinks are a thing. But it's something that you have to Fair. do where you like you've got to discuss it with your partner and it's got to be, you know, it's got to be someone that you trust, in my personal opinion. If you're doing it with someone that you don't trust, it, it ain't going to go down well, personally. Give a crap. But... Don't forget to rap. Fuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think I think we've made good time with this now. This has just kind of flown, did... exploded. And before really? we get way too specific about individual kinks i think we maybe wrap this one up people might want tea <laughs> top of periods around seeing bleeding i thought i was dying <laughs> yes it's fucking it's like you don't know anything about it and blood comes from you you're gonna be fucking terrified literally i was fully educated before that happened to me so i was lucky but imagine the fucking fear some people have when it's like excuse me what is happening to my body Am I dying? This is it. I'm in a lot of pain actually, and I'm bleeding for some reason. I've had people that genuinely didn't know what a period was and when they got their periods, they ran to their parents screaming and crying thinking they were genuinely needing to go to hospital because they weren't educated on what a period was. It's it's bad. And I feel like there's a lot of misconception with that as well. Like people think, oh, the boys think it's gross and stuff like that. It's like, oh, even girls think it's gross and anyone can think it's gross. It's like, it's not gross. It's just a natural part of having a uterus yep. um, for a lot of people who have a uterus. Some people don't have periods and that's completely valid too. But the norm is if you have a uterus, you get a period. So, you know, educate people on that too and stop having the freaking misconception that it's gross when it's just it's gross. Natural. It's just a thing that happens. It, it, normal. Exactly. It's anyway, like, oh, you get, you get yourself a slight cut. Do you think that's gross? No, it's just fucking blood. Well, it can be pretty gross if it gets infected and it's all fucked up. But, you know yeah. what I mean, though? You know what I mean? Unless you have, like, a fear of blood. It's it's just blood. Grow up. So, Cosmic, where can people find you? Where can people find me? Uh, I'm across a lot of social media platforms. Um, I'm on Twitch. I'm on Twitter. Um, I've got social links, everything like that. You can find me in Discord. I'm in Wook's Discord. Because why wouldn't I be? He's Along amazing. with the other six people. Certain. Certain. Small, small is not always bad, my dude. I've been lied <laughs> <I'm sorry>. to. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can find me on a lot of social media platforms. Twitch, Twitter. Um, I'm on TikTok, but I don't really post there. Um, Discord. And a lot of the times, my name is the same. It's just Cosmic Bunny, except from on Twitter, where it's Cosmic XTTV. But yeah, that's um, that's about it. And if you ever want to reach me, you can always be like, "Hey, Wookie, what about that Cosmic bitch that came onto your podcast?" Yeah, that yeah, that fucking cool person with the cool hair and the cute dog. Can I can I speak to them? I will give you the cute dog. Oh yeah. Don't give your dog away. Hey, Grandpa. Not literally give your dog. Do you want a treat, baby? He's, he's too busy laid down. One more for the road. Oh. He's up. He cannot say no to a treat. Look like how Jeff delicately he takes those. He does. He takes and then, them so nicely. <laughs> Good boy.
He's such a sweetheart, isn't he? Yeah. Anyway, it's been an absolute pleasure, Cosmic. Thank you yes, for thank you starting this off with a bang and getting into some real serious thank shit. Thank you for having. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute honor. I've hey. really enjoyed myself. <laughs>